Secret Agents presents Sponsorship Radio. Great to have you on board the Good Ship Sponsorship Radio. I'm your host, Agent Lime, reflecting this week on our 20th episode. We take you around the fire on location at Maddie's Juicy Capers. Joining us for our annual general meeting, we have Agent Magenta. Hey, gone. Special guest Beryl. G'day there, it's Beryl. Agent Tangerine. Hello, everyone. Good to see you. Agent Blue. Hi there, ladies and gentlemen. It's Secret Agent Blue here. And rounding out the circle today, Captain Hindsight. Oh, this will be a fine discussion. While we warm up and grab a few bevies, let's turn that AM transistor to the sky and our aerials up as we point our way towards shipping channel news. Shipping Channel News. Get your moon and sun in line today with Eclipse. Oh, g'day. Ian Hart here reporting from what I believe is the surface of the moon. After half of a night's sleep, I punched an eight ball of Charlie and then passed out and woke up next to the lunar rover, picking up samples of titanium. Wait, there seem to be other people here gathering around in the crow's nest. A name according to legend, Vikings carried crows or ravens in a cage which would be released to help find land in case of poor visibility. Of course this is likely bullshit. Currently looking through my peephole now, I see the vast caverns of waves between us and the shore. One new Big Harry's lighthouse under construction, and out on the horizon, I see, oh, oh my, it's a vessel, a vessel careering right towards us. It's bearing the flag of our nemesis, the agents of chaos. Administration in 1942. The agents of chaos will stop at nothing but world domination and destruction of the HMAS secret agent brought to you by Sponsorship Radio. Looks like they're firing now. As the cannonballs head flaming towards the mast, my life flashes before my eyes. (laughs) Push harder, Mrs. Butterdish. Push harder. I'm trying. I'm trying. 
this is but an issue. Well, by well, the time uh, I've grown up, nurse, I will be able to decide whether I'm a boy or a girl. Thank you, students. And the class of 1980s chess captain, debate captain, and head of the book club will be now talking to you for three Thank you. Don't get me started on the If you don't like it, don't say. What what can I say about this? Oh, Beryl, that was the best night I have had in my entire life. You know what, Theodore? You have really turned me into a butter dish tonight. Well, that's all we have on the High Seas Report. Theodore Thaddeus Butterdish. Back to Agent Lime. Sure glad to be on land missing this historic takeover. Agents, it looks like we've lost the HMA as secret agent. Pissed off. It must be chaos. Arr, lightweights at best. We defeated them in the first wave, and we'll hit them where it hurts again. That's it. Fire up the hydrosonic missile. You sick of your ads being blocked by pesky ad blockers? I don't know about you, but advertisements and sponsorships keep my kids clothed and fed, and the use of browser extensions that block ads is affecting my livelihood. This is why I've developed the all-new Ad Blocker Blocker Pro, the premier ad blocker blocking software on the market. With this exciting new product, people will be forced to sit through your ads. Now available for only 17 installments of $3.99, and if you throw in your firstborn son, we'll even ship you the limited edition Ad Blocker Blocker Coaster set. Ad Blocker Blocker! Ad Blocker! One year later in a pub at Surf Coast, Johnny Utah downs a schooner of pale ale at the Beach Hotel in Janjuk and slides off a stool. He has a pronounced limp as he crosses to Tanya at the door. Hello. They exit into daylight under an old wooden sign that reads, The Beach Hotel Janjuk. Johnny Utah and Tanya walk out into the roadway as several Australian police officers converge on them. A dozen ununiformed officers step out. The ranking officer, a 40-ish something lieutenant, walks up to Utah and says, Sorry to interrupt. Did you see him, Mr. Utah? No, dude, but I know he's here. Let's make our way to Bells. It's meant to be cranking. The police follow Johnny Utah and Tanya to Bells Beach, and soon enough they pull up. As they jump out of the car, the lieutenant approaches again. Now look, I know you used to be a federal agent up in the States and all that, but you're a citizen now of Victoria. So just find him and we'll handle it from there. No problem, dude. Just give me a couple of minutes with him first. Johnny limps across the huge expanse of sand alone. As he approaches the beach, a wall of solid water five stories high crashes straight down in a holocaust of spray. Rising up from the ocean to meet a tormented sky, 
roll the most terrifying waves any surfer has ever seen. They close out, pummeling the ocean floor, casting a shockwave to the shore. Surfers gather on the sand, gazing out to sea. Jesus almighty! The bloody sand's shaking! The beach sounds like a mortar range. Johnny Utah passes amongst the folk. Soon enough, Johnny Utah spots Bodie sitting cross-legged in the sand, arms folded across his knees. He stares pensively out at the waves. His hand reaches out and absently strokes a surfboard lying next to him. And Utah speaks. I knew you wouldn't miss the 50-year storm, Bodie. Bodie smiles. The odd smile of a sportsman who appreciates the cunning of his opponent. Johnny Utah sits beside his prey and stares at the ocean. Bodie stares with glimmering eyes at the heavy ocean before him face splitting into that feral death's head grin. And I knew I could count on you, Agent Utah. I'm not FBI anymore. You never were. I asked them to give me a couple of minutes with you. Utah calmly glances over his shoulder. Bodhi follows Johnny's glaze to the cops watching him from the road. Bodhi replies, It went bad, dude. Really bad. I just felt it was time. You know, a booming roar sounds from the ocean. Bodhi just stares at the waves with awe, and perhaps fear. Time to dance with the universe. I could never handle a jail cell. You'll do this for me, won't you, Johnny? Haven't I earned this much? Johnny Utah doesn't move to stop him as he stands, hefting the long board. He half smiles. He turns towards the water and starts walking. He stops, turns around, and says, Thanks, dude. Bodhi doesn't wait for a reply. He walks into the water's edge and never looks back. He throws his board onto the foam and paddles, the riptide pulling him out. The monsters dwarf his body as they quickly suck him into the trough of the Holocaust. Johnny Utah stands and solemnly waits for the universe to deliver the final justice. The cops are running clumsily across the sand, too late to stop Bodhi. Tanya steps up behind Johnny, puts her hands on his shoulders. Hello. Bodhi is now nothing more than a speck as he shoots across the lip of a colossal wave. Carving the board downwards, an unthinkable forehand blast sends him into a 180 degree slide straight down an enormous face. Eyes wide, his mouth open in a soundless howl. Bodhi and the outer limits of the wave are locked into one impossible yet glorious moment in perfect harmony, perfect symmetry perfect <laughs> There is no fear on his face, only awe as the mountain of water closes out over him, burying him in a white water grave. All they can see is raging whiteness. Bodhi has vanished. Johnny Utah remains pensive, eyes fixed on the riderless surf. Tanya lowers her head. The wind gathers force and Johnny Utah finally turns to Tanya. Hello. Curls an arm around her shoulder, gathering her close. Tears are streaming down their face as they stare out to sea. And Johnny Utah says, He rode it all the way, dude. He rode it all the way. They again look out to the liquid vertical walls continuing to hammer the Australian shore. And all fades to black. Well, with Bodie falling from a once-in-a-hundred-year break, our thoughts go out to Sheila, Beryl, Rebecca, Tanya, 
Uncle Pete, and anyone else who's shred the bed with the legend Bodie. Now over to Dr. Professor with his Dud Science Show. Hello and welcome to another exciting, jam-packed, sensational episode of the Dud Science Show, presented by Professor Dr. Reverend Lucius Engelbert. Now, on today's episode, we've been inspired by our, our friends at Glenarate Electrical to investigate how solar power works. However, we've received a number of complaints down here at the lab that we only ever report a single set of facts. People have been ringing in telling us that they'd like more facts to choose from, which we believe may stem from their misplaced belief that opinions and facts are synonymous, and if they believe something, it is equally valid to proven fact. So, in an effort to... Uh, not rock the boat, or indeed to not rock the good ship, we will be presenting two versions of the story of how solar works for you today. Version one. Solar panels are made up of many individual solar cells linked together, each of which is a sandwich of semiconducting silicon with impurities of phosphorus on one side and boron on the other. Photons of light from the sun impart energy in the cells, exciting electrons which in turn produce an electric field which forms a direct current which then directed nicely along by the opposing charge of the phosphorus and the boron, thereby producing usable electricity. Uh, so that's version one. Uh, now for version two of how solar works, um, just to, in the interest of a balanced perspective. So, um, solar works by Helios, god of the sun, rides his golden chariot each day from east to west across the sky. As he rides, divine rays of sunshine emanate from him, brightening the world. Solar panels are put out on roofs by devotees as a sacrifice. Apollo, another sun god, gradually takes the crystals from the panels and delivers them to Helios, who in turn gives him fine wines and restrings his golden lute. To thank you for the sacrifice you've made, Apollo then calls his father, Zeus, who carefully shoots lightning at your house, producing usable electricity. And now you've heard from both sides, you can make up your own mind about how solar really works, or better yet, make up your own version. Truth is dead. Um, and we'd just like to... That's all, pretty much all I've got time for today. That was a little quickie for you. Um, we'd like to thank our friends and sponsors at Glenarator Electrical, as always. And um, happy sciencing, kids. So just go out and, yeah. Yeah, get around it. Bloody science. Get that up there. Hi, it's Todd here from Radio Hedonism with synthesizer reviews and plenty of views. Thanks for joining me today. It is not every day that I work with a synth that brings a smile to my face when I am working with it. But the Digimax 67000 VR Deluxe Ultra Power Combo is love at first sound. Its simple styling and sensual touch makes it a pleasure to work with. Not only does it sound good, but it sounds great. Not only do I feel like I can do the things I want to do, but it sounds great. It's not just a synthesizer, it's a way of life. Enough of my talking. Let's get down to business.
I am Todd. I am playing on my synthesizer. Here is how my synthesizer. <laughs> Not only does it sound good, but it sounds great. The Digimax 67000 VR Deluxe Ultra Power Combo, it sounds great. And if you mention hypothetical synthesizers at the desk at Tim's Toy Titties, you will receive the free 2020 version 1.6 upgrade with turbo mode, eyelashing motion input, and cheek warmer. For when it is chilly. Radio Hedonism. Your whole synthesizer. Warning, the Digimax 67000 VR Deluxe Ultra Power Combo may cause hearing loss and the unrealistic sense of musical ability. Because we've been wondering where our sponsors are tonight. Um, we didn't want to leave you too far behind. Um, we've been thinking of you while we um, telecast tonight um, to your homes, to wherever um, you find yourselves tonight. And we've been thinking of you. And we um, really respect and acknowledge your subscription. It keeps us alive here at the studio. We don't have much. And you know, we've got to distance ourselves when we come in. Everything's quite awkward these days. While we social distance at the office. But we're going to continue to broadcast. Broadcast to you. And all those that subscribe. And we respect that you keep us on the air. And we're going to cross live. To one of our favorite subscribers. Hello, Anne. And are you on the line? Yeah, hi. It's been a long time. And I've been a long listener. And I guess this is a first time caller. Sponsorship Radio. Sixteen hours later, while the swell continues to pound against the shore at Bell's Beach, Bodie's still paddling, paddling out into Bass Strait towards the HMAS secret agent. It's getting darker now and he can see the lights on board the ship. He's close. He's really close. 
All right. They drop a ladder, <sighs> and he climbs on board. <sighs> Just... As he reaches the top, he looks around, his eyes darting left and right. Where's the crew? Where's Beryl? Where's Captain Hindsight? Something's not right. Bodie calls out. Hey, secret agents, is Bodie here? Where is everyone? I've come to the party. I thought we were having a meeting. A meeting around a, a fire? Bodhi stops in his tracks. Why, why would you have a fire on a ship? Maybe I'm in the wrong place. And realises HMAS secret agent has been taken over by... The Agents of Chaos. I'm a little bit concerned. I'm 0012. Really? Yes, this is 0013. Concerned? Mm, I see. That's all we have time for on Sponsorship Radio. Agent Lime here, sending you out into the wild seas. Spins on its axis. One man troubles while another relaxes. Don't get me started on the jockeys.